Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on this episode is on Avenging Spider-Man number 9. In this one, Spidey teams up with Ms. Marvel, or is it Captain Marvel? I can't keep up. Evidently, she takes him up 50,000 feet in the air on a date, I guess, and only one of them can fly. So, Spidey, there's no buildings up there, buddy. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Also add them on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics in the search bar. Welcome back, gang. We join this show where we're talking about a recent interview uh, writer Dan Slott did with CBR, and he teases some big life-changing events coming Spidey's way and amazing number 700. Let's join the show. Where uh, Slot kind of runs down what the story arcs are going to be up until issue 700. And 685, the 687 of Amazing, is Ends of the Earth. 688 to 692 is No Turning Back. These are the titles of the books. 693 and 694 is going to be a Spider-Man 50th anniversary story penciled by Ramos. 695 to 697 is Danger Zone. Uh, and 698 to 699 is something called Dying Wish, which leads into issue 700. So any speculation? Let's go to Bertoni first. Oh, hang, he hang, has hang on a second. Question. I'm sorry. Oh, before, go ahead. Uh, before that, I was just going to say, yeah, when you're going to have a 50th anniversary Spider-Man story, I can't think of anybody better to pencil it than Humberto Ramos. I mean, you know, you know, shit. Who gives a rat's ass about either Ramita One or Ramita Two? You know, you know, those guys are pikers. I don't give, you know, shit. They're they're not worthy of penciling a 50th anniversary Spider-Man story. You know, but give me Humberto Ramos. <laughs> I'm assuming Jr. That's just the lead story. They usually have some of the older guys back, I think, for our anniversary issues. Like Ramita Sr. did 500. Yeah, I know, but it's the way you described it that, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. You said, There'll probably you said, be a variant cover. There might be, yeah. There always are. <laughs> so what do you think of the Dying Wish storyline leading into 700? Any speculation? Bertoni, your perfect record. Go to your, your Magic Mysterio 8-ball over there. And what, what what's telling you is going to happen with the Dying Wish? Are we killing them? Or is it the dying wish of Gwen Stacy? Omni's going to be a giant robot and uh, destroy the city. I'm calling it right. Um, Well, first (laughs) of all, my opinion about that video, it's um, very, very conflicted because I, well, uh, didn't uh, watch it at all. So 
There's that. JR and I just gave you the highlights, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really don't have any predictions because, like, it's just been vague stuff. Like, I usually only get predictions when, like, stuff is handed to me, like, you know, Flash has Venom, <laughs> which I got to thank Slot again for giving me that one on a silver platter. And I mean, the Gwen, it's... I, I love to have the reputation of being the perfect predictor, but really, it's only happened once or twice. I've probably been wrong about more things than I've been right about. Um, the Don and I still have a running bet over if Carly Cooper is going to come back and if, like, Mary Jane is going to have something to do with it. So uh, I'll probably be wrong about that one <laughs> as the months go by. So, so Dying I, Wish, anything? It's just the timing. Mean, I don't know. It could be, like, the first thing I think of is honestly Dr. Octopus because of, like, what's been going on now, but... There's so much that can happen in the next 15 issues. Like, you know, we could find out that, you know, Max Modell is dying two issues before it happens. And it could be about him, or it could be about, like, someone that we haven't even met yet. So, it, to me, it's too early to tell. Watch it actually be about Max Modell. And then you're like, damn, Bertoni, you called it again. <laughs> or Jonas Sr., which I think has a time frame of not very long. Yeah, You know, if we keep on guessing that he's going to die, and, like, if we've been guessing that he's going to die for three years, of course, you know, we can pat ourselves on the back when it finally happens, but, like, <laughs> we don't get to do it if we guess it every month. I, I thought he was going to die in a 600, actually. Like, I was so sure that Dr. Octopus was going to, like, pull a Dustin Hoffman and, like, burst into the wedding and, like, kill his ex-fiance's new fiance, and that it would give Jonah a new reason to hate Spider-Man and Aunt May a new reason to hate Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, it's so perfect. How could they not do that? But then they lived happily ever after. It's so ridiculous, so. though, because, like, 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 everything you said, Dr. Octopus kills this person. Now Aunt May hates Spider-Man. Jonah hates Spider-Man, who was not in that first sentence. <laughs> 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 Don, what's your thoughts on the 700 speculation? That would go down. No, yeah, I know that, that's 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 how it rolls. Um, okay. Uh, can you can you run by like like the names of the stories again? Like just. Real it's uh, uh, I had a, had it just up here. Um, Ends of the Earth, No Turning Back, Spider Man's Fiftieth, penciled by Ramos, which Jr. loves. <laughs> the title. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Zone is after Fiftieth. Uh, I, I was about to say, is Kenny Loggins going to guest star in that one? <laughs> Danger Zone. Yep. Again, a reference from the 80s. For you kids that don't understand what J.R. just said. <laughs> That's a Top Gun reference. Oh, Don, college graduate. Got it off. The <laughs> it was on the final. <laughs> Top Gun stole the Clone Saga Chronicles theme song. I'm sure they did. <laughs> so it's, not, a not it's a reference that nobody got because no one listens to the show. <laughs> I would say so, no turning back. I, it sounds like something that, that might... To me, I'm thinking, like, you know, Spider-Man's, uh, uh, it's probably going to be a lizard thing. I think it is a lizard thing. But, like, to me, it's, like, maybe Spider-Man's rule about, you know, no one dies. He turns back on that, maybe. Or maybe not. Uh, 50th anniversary story, I think it's going to be, like, an inconsequential storyline that will be penciled by, like, the main I- issue. I'm not saying it's going to suck. But, like, it, it, it'll probably be, like, you know, he fights somebody and says, I'm really happy being Spider-Man. The end. There's your 50th anniversary. From what Slot said in the interview, it sounds like he's going back to Amazing 15 for a um, uh, oh, for the story. Don't touch that thing. <laughs> he is. Oh, um, didn't he also say that like, something's going to happen with Mary Jane? Like, uh, Mary Jane will be changed in ways you can't imagine. I'd say she dyes her hair black. Um, oh, God. Dying Wish. I, to me, it could be Doc Ock. It could be Aunt May. Or it could be J. John Jameson Sr. It could be uh, Mary Jane dies. She says, my dying wish is Mary Carter. Your wish. My dying wish no. is to get an ultimate girlfriend, and then Gwen Stacy no. walks through. 
But you're, assume, you're assuming that dying's death. Donovan brought up a good point. It could just be about dying your hair, dying wish, you know? Like, she wishes that her hair was black. That's what... And then the whole issue of 700 will be Mary Jane at the salon, and they'll have a, you know, the, the, they'll have a cross-promotion with Grey Clips, and, you know, you can go to Grey Clips, um, that's a haircut chain in Florida, at least. I don't know if you guys have it. Go to any oh, yeah, Grey Clips, and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and 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 every person who pays to get their hair dye gets a free copy of Amazing Seven Hundred. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, I mean, uh, to me, it's like uh, the worst way they could go about it is if, if I don't know Mary Jane dies and she she ships Spider Man because all she cares about is who she's with, not who she Spider Man's with, not her own needs. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm down for this. Um. I, I've seen so much. I mean, I, I know that Marvel's kind of like you know. I, I agree with Jr. in that like my tolerance with their with their crap is kind of you know run run the gamut. But like at the same time, whenever they announce something, there is a tendency of of people on the internet to like say, "Oh, they're making seven hundred. They're they're pandering to a demographic that reads Spider Man." It's like I think people make up reasons to hate it. It's fine. I, I'm not I'm not you know foaming at the mouth for it. I'm not uh, I'm not against it. So like I, we'll see how it goes. Okay, Chris or Jr. Any thoughts? Um, I was going to say, uh, what is this cam and coli? Is that like an intestinal problem or disease or something? <laughs> you know, you get food poisoning and you get a cam and coli or something. Uh, you know. That's the artist that the, the, the uh, latest uh, issue, yeah. Oh, uh, well, diseased pasta then. Um, <laughs> what? Well, you know, I, it, it's hard to get excited about any of this, to be honest. Uh, and... I'm not trying to be negative, and I really wasn't trying to be negative in talking about the, the Spider-Men thing, because eventually when when all you do is say negative things, people start listening to you or you become too predictable. But it's kind of like, you know, and, and Don kind of mentioned, you know, mentioned it. It's just we, we get so over-promised this and that, and this is going to be great, that's going to be great, this is going to be a magnificent event, this is going to change everything, that it's like we, you know, to get excited about anything they say or do anymore uh, die. I mean, and so far, you know, dying wish I, I have no ideas because there's nothing I care about enough that would make me really delve into, you know, what this could possibly mean. Um, do I think they're going to kill an important character? I, I should say, I don't think so. But then again, I've just been about wrong on everything, you know, <laughs> recently. I, I said that Norman didn't sleep with Lily Hollister. I said that John Jameson was going to be Venom, you know. And, of course, I had, you know, J. Jonah Sr. dying, you know, a long time ago. So I haven't been right on anything. Um, but they're just I, – I don't know what any of this means. And I'm really not excited about any of it. Okay. Chris? We've lost Chris. Uh, Oh, there you are. Mute. Yeah, I had, it was the old mute button. All right, so we have no, no turning back. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be the lizard. Um, the lizard, there's, there's no turning back to being Kurt Connors. Um, well, well, we got, we got, uh, Spider-Man 50th anniversary, Ramos. Um, I, I have no idea. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe that's uh, the the arrival of Ultimate Gwen Stacy. Um, Danger Zone. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna. I think it'll be like the Danger Room, only instead of just one room, it's a whole zone. 
And uh, <laughs> educated guess. Dying wish. That that's gonna be uh, that that dying kid from the uh, kid who collected Spider Man. <laughs> oh, no. Um, wow. He'll he'll, nice. be, he'll he'll come back grown up and he'll be the new. Uh, we'll say he'll be the new Man Wolf. <laughs> um. And, that, this uh, is why we have you on, Chris. You're such a good producer. That is when I say <laughs> yeah. Marvel has has no ideas left. That that if they do that, <laughs> that would be funny. No, I know we'd be really pissed. Actually, come think of it. Well, remember though, right. Peter Parker doesn't age. Remember, I mean, the new Marvel yeah. says Peter Parker doesn't age. So if Peter doesn't age, then little Timmy is probably still ten years old and dying. You know, <laughs> so you know that's probably what's happened. Little Timmy just hasn't died yet. I just had a thought about Dying Wish because Dan Slott keeps on going back to Amazing Fantasy 15 and how you know oh I'm so disappointed in you Peter because you left me the night Uncle Ben died and like saying new things about the story there'll probably be some obscure line from Amazing Fantasy 15 and then like we go back to it and it turns out it was Uncle Ben's dying wish so Peter has to fulfill Uncle Ben's dying wish all these years later there you go that's a story damn it you did it again Josh Bertone's going to be three for three, actually. We'll see. <laughs> okay, the other bit of Spider-Man news that came out this month is the new Amazing Spider-Man trailer. Evidently, it premiered in front of the Avengers movie, which I have not seen yet. Sorry, was it there, gang? Yes, it was. All right, cool. Uh, hold on. Who did we lose? Uh, somebody lost. Oh, Josh. I lost Josh. No, Josh is still there, aren't you? The thing is, like, like bubbling... I'll do a take two. Hold on. I was about to say, you've had to have seen it since you embedded the video on your own site, didn't you? No, no, yeah, I watched it several oh. times. Yeah. <laughs> because you hated it so much, obviously. <laughs> All right, Josh, you back? Josh, are you back? Speak it says you are. When you are back. With two capital letters, because the thing is so... <laughs> Josh. It's not Zach this time. Oh, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm on mute, and uh, oh. but I probably put it in the window. That's okay. No, I got kicked Let's off go. like right after you said, oh, I'm going to kick you off, and it coincidentally happened. <laughs> That's because I, I have those powers at all Starbucks. All right, coming down 3-2. Okay, the other bit of Spider-Man news that came out this month is the new Amazing Spider-Man trailer. It premiered in front of the Avengers movie, allegedly. I have not seen the movie yet, <laughs> but... Uh, Sorry about that. This one has a bit of... Uh, I think it's the best trailer yet. It releases more information about the film. And um, you get a little bit better view of the, the lizard, etc. And he has a lab coat. We did all that speculation a couple months ago... <laughs> completely meaningless. <laughs> completely meaningless. He does have a lab coat, it seems like. And, at least for a brief scene. And thank God, too, because if, if I went to that movie and the lizard didn't have a lab coat, I would have demanded my money back. <laughs> <laughs> the important things that matter. And um, there's also a mysterious figure in there, which there's been speculation that might be Norman Osborn, possibly, talking to uh, Kurt Connors, like, you didn't tell him about his parents, did you, or something to the line of that. Well, I never told you what happened to the Parker parents, did you? There you go. JR, is that Norman? Well, according <coughs> excuse me, according to the uh, IBMD credits, uh, it's actually uh, a character by the name of David Lowell, uh, played by actor Mike... <laughs> Played by actor Michael Massey, and 
David Lowell was a very obscure Oscorp employee character back in, I guess, a couple of Untold Tales of Spider-Man annual. Really? Yes, who came up with a, uh, oh, I, I don't, I, I just looked at it now, you know, I guess superpowers through photosynthesis or something, you know, and uh, <laughs> anyway, he eventually became Sundown, uh, which then, which after he quit, which then meant he started dating Shashan because she was sister son, uh, <laughs> you know, and then they had a child, which they called Sun Up. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, it, it, the actor who who's playing this character is a pretty relative, you know, well-known character actor, bad guy. Um, he could play Norman. This character could very easily be Norman, you know, later on, um, you know, through sleight of hand or whatever, or using a different name or, you know, whatever. Uh, so I, I don't think it is. I think that they probably will want to cast a bigger name for that, you know, for that character. Um, but, you know, he, it, it could or it couldn't be. You know, it just, I, I, I don't know. Well, while we got to you on the line, JR, what's your thoughts on the whole trailer? Well, you, I, I have to, con- the sun too, right? I, yeah, I have to concur. Uh, Spencer loved it. I mean, he just, he, right. he loved it. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, like a lot of things. I liked how it looked visually. I just, again, this, this is just me, but I really liked how New York looked like an old light bright game. I mean, with all the colors and it really lit up and stuff. I, I just thought that looked really cool. Um, I liked some of the humor. I mean, the small knives is my weakness is, is hysterical. I mean, that is, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Spider-Man. That is just a little smart ass comment. Um, right. but the problem, the problem I have, and, and it's kind of like I said last time, you know, it's it's almost to the point where we almost need to stop commenting on the snippets that we see of the movie and just wait and see the movie because <laughs> so, mm-hmm. we're not seeing anything really in perspective. Um, but it does kind of bug me that it seems that the real the focus of this trailer is <clears throat> the fact that what's haunted him his entire life is what happened to his parents. Mm, and yeah. in the Spider-Man mythology, the parents have actually only been a backstory. Uh, yeah. I mean, a very distant backstory, which, uh, which actually achieved a sort of unwelcome uh, uh, notoriety when they became robot parents, uh, <laughs> yeah. just before the clone, yep. the clone saga. Um, the thing, I mean, the thing that has haunted Spider-Man, his, or which will haunt Spider-Man for the rest of his life, is the death of Uncle Ben. Um, this almost seems almost seems like a, a shift in the focus of the whole Spider-Man mythology, you know, from from tra- from becoming Spider-Man to overcome this tremendous feeling of guilt and living up to responsibility to one of like an orphan child, you know, looking for a home uh, or looking for a place. And I'm what I'm wondering JR if what they're doing is cuz Martin Shane's a pretty big actor. Yeah. I, do you think the whole movie he gets bit by the spider and then he sp- uses his spider powers to fight the lizard? And then at the end of the movie, they tag it on that he killed Uncle Ben's dead? I, I mean, how do. Uh, well, I couldn't even speculate. Again, I don't yeah. have for Tony's crystal balls. So, <laughs> uh, I, I really don't know. But it, it just seems that. That that just seems like a real shift in the in the mythology. Yeah. Um, again, almost as almost as bad as the Sandman. And, and they're almost Batman. I, I mean, it's almost like it's they're they're Batman in him. You know, it's like because Batman is so driven by you know what happened to his parents, the murder of his parents. Uh, you know, and now this is Spider-Man's mantra. You know, what happened to my parents? Uh, yeah. 
So that it's it's yeah yeah Bertoni's Madam Web. That's great. That's great. Now is he the is he the aged decrepit Madam Web or is he is he the screwable Madam Web? Um, I don't like to think of JR, I mean it's Jr. or Josh being screwable. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> that, that's my thoughts on the trailer. I mean it looked really nice, but the uh, some of the, the the way it seems as the, the the real shift in focus of the Spider-Man story is a little bit concerning. Here's a question for everybody. Was the trailer in 3D? Since, did you guys see it in 3D? No. Avengers? Oh, no. No. no 2D? No. Am I, if, what should I pay for? Should I pay for Avengers in 3D or 2D? You pay for it in 3D. I always, I always go see 2D if I have a choice just because 3D makes my head hurt. and it never, make, it never adds anything to the movie, in my opinion. So, you know, if it were me, I'd Brad, say... I've heard, I've heard that the 3D is actually well done in the Avengers. So. Okay. Well, why not just Zach, pay for two, 2D and see it twice? <laughs> Zach, thoughts on the trailer? Um, I have mixed feelings. Uh, clearly, I, I've had mixed feelings this whole time. I've been kind of wishy-washy with it. I have not been a big fan of what they've been doing. But uh, a couple of positives. One, I didn't notice this, I guess, in the other trailers, but when he shoots the webbing, if you look at his back, his back lights up. And I always... <laughs> Really? Yeah, like what? Like an action figure? Like, like the uh, like the spider on the, on his back. I think at least I'll have to look at it again. I'll have to try to see if I can get a screen cap. But it looked like to me because I've seen it twice. I saw it on, on my on my I watched it on my phone and then I watched it on uh, when I watched Avengers. But it looks like that when he fires the webs, that like it like power like the back of his suit <laughs> powers webs. You know, uh, <laughs> maybe it, the back spider is a battery pack. Yeah, I, I mean that, that's kind of a cool visual because I, I, one of my kind of my big gripes personally with that suit is that the spider on the back is almost non-existent, and so I mean it's there, but it's not it's not as defined as the as the Raimi films were. And I, I've never been a big fan of that spider design anyway. If that was the one thing I didn't like about the uh, the Raimi Spider-Man, it was that. Um, but uh, in terms of the suit, but um, I, so I, I think it's kind of kind of cool. I, I think it's pretty much a given now that they've completely replaced Mary Jane Watson uh, in terms of the ultimate version with Gwen Stacy. Um, it, it, to clearly, if you've seen the trailer, it's pretty heavily implied that she actually knows he's Spider-Man and uh, she's willing to clean his wounds. Um, I think we can throw out implied at this point. It's um, yeah, pretty much a given. Yeah, Estella was like speculating on it after the first trailer last year, but at this point, it's uh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, and and you know, I, I like the way New York is. It, my my uh, somebody was complaining about man, this film is dark. Not just like dark in tone, but dark in general. Like, did they shoot 75% of this movie at night? <laughs> and uh, it's kind of true, because I think pretty much every major sequence in this mo- in the trailers, at least, have been in night, at night. So, um, look, it's, it's probably the best trailer yet. It's the best representation. Now, I've read some uh, speculation. It's on our message board about uh, what's kind of implied in the trailer as, in terms of uh, it, instead of it being just a random accident that, it, that uh, Peter Parker might be genetically altered. I don't know if that's true or not, if that's just rumor, but that's going to kind of bother me if that ends up being true. Like a mutant? Uh, yeah, like like his father genetically altered him to 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 be a spider. And no, it's true! Uh, uh, like what a mess if that's true. <laughs> that yeah, sounds yeah. like the Ang Lee uh, Hulk film. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like everything. Nick was- Nolte's in it as a Sandman, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and so I'm really hoping that they don't fundamentally change Spider-Man, but. Then again, I understand they have to go in a little bit different direction because it can't be too similar to the Raimi films. Then he's not the Everman. He's the everyday genetic Gen- kid. Well, he's a genetic freak, and, and, and I, I can get yeah. that from the isolation st- standpoint of, you know, Peter Parker's always been a bit of a loner, and that does kind of fit true in that regard. But come on, this isn't the X-Men, okay? He's, he's never been an X-Men. In fact, didn't they run in the 80s and early 90s uh, the, everyone's favorite non-mutant superhero? Uh, yeah. Like on, on Amazing Spider-Man. So. Oh, he's a yeah, if that's true. All right. I'm sorry. That's funny that you say that, Zach, because that actually was part of what was going on with Jim Cameron's original script treatment was the emphasis yeah. on the – I mean, even though he got the powers by accident, it wasn't anything he was born with or, you know, his dad did to him, but there definitely was the I'm a genetic freak thing, and, like, the, the web shooters were natural, but he wore, like, old – uh, old watch wristbands to make people think that they were, you know, fake. So that that actually is an old <laughs> twist on movie Spider-Man. Well, and mm. I, I can understand him going with, like, a web shooter to control, like, the different streams of webbing. You know, if he wants to do, like, shoot a wide stream, it could, like, you know, uh, like, well, take an author. Yeah, well, I mean, but, like, he could have the organics and the and the mechanicals. I always thought that, that would, if you were going to do that. You could use that to do the, you know, because he's always been able to do weird things with his webbing. Um, you know, and probably the weirdest was when he was Captain Universe and it became a giant hand. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm 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 probably more excited for this movie since with this trailer, but I'm still a little, uh, I'm still a little concerned about it. I, I don't want it to be because I. I want them to continue to make Spider-Man movies, but I want them to make good Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the trailer, gang? I think it looks really good. Um, I think that, like, the, the parents thing is interesting. I don't... I hope that they're not using it as this motivation, because there, there's a funeral in the movie, and I hope it's Uncle Ben's. Um, and, like, because, because I hate Uncle Ben so much. But, uh... <laughs> what if it's Captain Stacy's? No, Gwen Stacy's shown to be, like, attending the funeral and, and not attending the casket. Um, mm. But like, I mean, to, uh, to me, it reminded me of the, the last Paul Jenkins story where, where he said, "The thing that's always bothered you isn't so much my death; it's because you never knew your parents as well." And I'm not saying because I, I love Paul Jenkins, I'm not saying that like Peter's motivated by his parents not being there, but I think that is an indelible part of his character that does bother him in a way that the, the comics don't typically uh, uh, capture as much. I think that they, I hope they won't go the whole "my parents are dead" route. I hope that, you know, it sort of informs Peter's isolation as Peter Parker and not just Spider-Man, and Spider-Man compounds on it. So I kind of agree with JR in that, like, I hope they don't make that the focus. Just They just make that sort of, like, informing his character, but not... The, the, the Uncle Ben thing really needs to define him as Spider-Man and, and Peter Parker, not just his parents. Yeah, and they can even set up the, the entire relationship with Uncle Ben in this movie and then kill him off at the end, and that, and, and that be his greatest lesson. You know, he was so oh, I was consumed, so consumed with the death of my parents that I, you know, uh, I, I just took Uncle Ben for granted and bam, he's dead. What if Uncle Ben doesn't die in this movie? Betrayal. Then it really will be Ultimate Spider-Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took it got two hours, but it still didn't kill the bastard. Yeah, yeah. It, it took six issues to kill the bastard. So I mean, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know, I mean, and granted, I enjoyed that. I, I did because it was such a different take, and we got to actually see Uncle Ben's personality come out, um, especially early on in the early part of the run. And I, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, Martin Sheen should know that. Uh, well, hey, I took the uh, took the role of Uncle Ben. I know I'm going to croak sometime. You know. <laughs> Um, and, 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 you know, and they kept bringing back Cliff Robinson in like every, every movie. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was always, it was always in that stupid car too. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Josh? I was wondering like for a while, how they were going to do a Spider-Man movie without Jonah and watching this last trailer, it became really clear. They're pretty much giving the Jonah Jameson role to Captain Stacy like, he's from this friendly old cop who supports Spider-Man. Like, it, he's practically leading the hunt for Spider-Man, and he's Spider-Man's, like, main antagonist almost. So that was something that, like, struck me as really interesting, that, uh, you know, the universe does not like a vacuum, and in the absence of J. Jonah Jameson, um, George Stacy stepping up to the plate. Yeah, and I I kind of have, well, look, I, there has to be a guy that hates Spider-Man, like, that's not just the supervillain. I mean that's that's always been an indelible part. Bertoni's right with 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 the whole vacuum. I just I've never been a big fan of Dennis Leary myself, and I, I don't know how well this is going to work for me. Um, just because I Dennis Leary always plays the asshole, you know. In every mm-hmm. film I've seen him in, he, he's always plays this giant asshole, and he plays that role well. Well, he's an actor. Uh, I mean, he, he can do different stuff. Yeah, but I I just I don't know I I hope this movie's good. That's, that's all I'm gonna say, and that's gonna be my final. <laughs> we all do. All right, Chris. Anything else? Um, got- I think one observation. Uh, speaking of similarities to Ultimate Spider-Man, um, what what I kind of noticed is that the story, as it seems from the trailer, is similar to the Ultimate Venom story, only replacing Venom with the lizard, because in uh, Ultimate Venom, the story was that Peter Parker's parents were working on creating the symbiote as a cure for disease, and then they died along with Eddie Brock's parents, and then Peter found Eddie Brock, and they sort of, Eddie Brock introduced him to the uh, symbiote as his, Peter's parents' legacy, and I think what's going to happen in this story in the movie is that Peter's searching for his parents leads him to the lizard who is working on the lizard formula with his parents as you know a way to grow people's limbs back and you know and it backfires by turning Kurt Connors into the lizard instead of creating venom so it, it to me it seems like that it's a similar story to that and that might be why they are emphasizing the parents because that as opposed to Uncle Ben because that's what happened in that part of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, I could I could easily see Venom being the second baddie. Yeah, I mean uh, if we're gonna go that route, but uh, again I would uh, I like the, the, I hate the lizard because I don't think he's a good character myself, but um, uh, let me rephrase it. He's not a bad character. I just think he's just a very one-note character. Um, oh look, I'm. I lost my arm. Let's inject some, you know, lizard goo into my arm and see if it grows back. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they play with the Jacqueline Hyde aspect, but but uh, I would hope they wouldn't go Venom. 
You know, maybe they go Carnage, you know, uh, Ultimate Carnage, where it's a parasite uh, based, off, based off Peter Parker's blood, you know. Well, let's let's uh, we'll wait until July. <laughs> we'll we'll know then. All right, moving on to reviews of Amazing Spider-Man Six. What? Well, definitely. Okay. What? What? Uh, you guys broke up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on to reviews. Amazing Six Eighty Three and Six Eighty Four. Ends of the Earth Part. Is this Part Dose? Part Three. What it is? Maybe. Is this Part Three. I, I don't. Kind, I don't remember. They're kind of blending to me. Let's see what part this is. Yeah, part two and three is what we're going to review. Uh, Spider-Man puts on his spider armor, not the web of Spider-Man armor, but uh, the new Horizon Lab armor. Goes to the United Nations and punches Al Gore in the face. Because it's the chameleon. (laughs) There you go. uh, Thor sends uh, Electro into space, which was awesome, but he got rear-ended. By the uh, the rhino with a Asgardian horn. And by rear ended you mean stabbed to the chest. Yeah, you could take it that way. Let's do a uh, pro-con and grade in the interest of time. Bertoni, we'll start with you. What would you think of this one, sir? What's your grade? I guess my uh, my grade will overall be um, uh, B-. minus. I mean, there wasn't anything overall insulting in here. Um, I mentioned in the, the other episode that I feel like slots compensating, you know, for all the, like, Peter Parker being a loser, being stepped on all the time, stuff that we were complaining about in Brand New Day, that now he's, like, in control. But he's so in control, and he's so competent, and I know that Marvel's listening to this, Marvel's listening to this going, come on, you know, we're just trying to give you what you want, make up your mind, you you know, but it's, it, it almost doesn't feel like Spider-Man, because he's, like, he he's saying every other panel, I got this. I know this. I plan this. I got this. I got my plan. I've been preparing for this. I got this, guys. Um, once the preview pages came out and Spider-Man punched Al Gore in the face, everyone guessed it was going to be the chameleon. And yeah. I, I want to give Slaw props for this, though, because it was very, very, very easy. Like, it would have been very easy for Spider-Man to make a joke like, oh, I didn't realize it was the chameleon. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm glad it didn't go that route. Yeah. Uh, Pro con, pro con, pro was slot didn't do the obvious. Yeah. Con was Peter was overconfident, and your grade is a B. Yeah, uh, yeah, B minus. Don, pro con and grade, sir. Pro, the way that uh, Captain America was taken out was actually really funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, With the ice, I agree. That's, that's, that, you can just like imagine like like Arkad's plans for everybody. That's like one of the most biggest things you could do. <laughs> oh, I know the old deep freeze, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 the only thing that, we, that can possibly stop him. Um, that is, I give you that. Con, if, okay, if Jane Jones Jameson needs to, is written like this, where Horizon Labs is helping the world by stopping, you know, like whatever's going on with Doctor Octopus. This is a worldwide crisis. Horizon Labs has got this, and he shuts them down. He needs to be killed. He needs. To, I, I, I don't mean you know, like, like kill this guy because I don't like him. Like if this is his purpose right now in the narrative, kill him because this is moronically stupid. Like that's that's a that's a weird way to say it. But, like it's just it. it it's asinine, so it's so ridiculous. Uh, I have other stuff to say, but in the interest of time, I will give it a flat C. Let's see. Chris, pro con and grade, sir. Well, I, I, I did kind of like this issue. Um, the part that I didn't like was the G8 meeting, uh, and there are a couple things that I want to say are stupid about it real quick. Like, um, I mean, I don't think that drawing looked enough like Al Gore for the imagery to be funny. Um, 
I agree. You know, it just seemed like a generic picture, and when it's you're doing a visual gag, even though you tell us it's Al Gore, it should look like Al Gore. But really, that's that's not the most stupid thing about the scene. Like, I think the second most stupid thing about the scene is Captain America says to Spider-Man, that was a risky play, Avenger. How did you know? Meaning that Captain America and Spider-Man did not discuss this plan ahead of time. So Captain America and <laughs> Thor, they were just standing there watching Spider-Man beat the crap out of a former vice president. They were like, <laughs> thinking, you know, like, where is he going with this? Let's just, let's just see how this plays out, basically. And, and then, and then the, the, but the most stupid thing is how, like, uh, the most stupid thing is Doc Ock basically says, you forced my hand, and he's going to, uh, you know, ramp up his master plan. And, and Barack Obama goes up to Captain America and says, I hope you Avengers realize what you've just done. And so Barack Obama is basically saying, you know, Captain America, this former communist spy supervillain, had infiltrated the international world leaders, and you rooted him out. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you know, and, and then, but but like I said, I, I'm just making fun of like some of the stupid stuff for fun. But I did like the issue. I like I liked the fight on the island. I like how they took out um, Captain America. I like how they paired Sandman against Captain America, so Cap would think that he was luring Sandman into the water, but really it was the other way around, so they could freeze him. Um, like seeing sort of Doc Ock, since I, I listed him as my favorite villain, I like seeing him being that master planner again, thinking a st- couple steps ahead of the Avengers and winning. So even though this is kind of a silly cartoon-type story, it's fairly fun, so I'm going to give it a B-. minus. All right, J- JR. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll have a little more to say on 684, but I give it a C-. minus. I I am hating this story because it is so stupid in so many ways. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on what Don said about Jonah, and and, I mean, I've said it every issue, but this is really now ridiculous. You know, I mean, at least the previous issue, Horizon had one of their own lawyers meeting Jonah, you know. But now, you know, Jonah barges in with the cops, you know, and what, I mean... He doesn't have a warrant. He can't do that. You know, Horizon doesn't have... I mean, Horizon would have an army of lawyers. Horizon would probably already have filed an injunction. You know, and it still doesn't matter. A mayor cannot take the police. He says he's going to run everybody... He goes, goes, take it over and run everybody out of the building. You can't do that. Not in, you know... uh, Not even in the Marvel Universe. Could you do that? You yeah. can't yeah. do that. I mean, it, it, it's stupid. And, you know, as, and as far as the rest of the story, really, it was never, I mean, it wasn't either good or bad. Good guys fight bad guys. Bad guys are here, here to have the upper hand. How will our heroes escape? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's fine. That's fine. It's a classic cliffhanger. But, you know, and, and actually Chris did his, uh, he did his problems with 684 actually more articulately and funny than I will. But, this this is this is this is a really getting to be a really bad story because people just do not behave the way that people are behaving in this series. Okay, uh, Zach. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie though. As a as a conservative, somewhat Republican, uh, I, I did laugh out loud the moment that that uh, Spider-Man punches Al Gore in the face. I that you know, I, not, never being a big fan of Al Gore, I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I, I I like the chameleon reveal. This was actually uh, kind of a side story. I, I, I this is the first couple of issues that I've bought exclusively on on digital formats. Really? Yeah. I well, I I didn't get to the I haven't been able to get to the comic shop lately, so I figured why not? I'd try it. Um, it works really well in the digital format. I think. What are you reading it on? Uh, my iPhone. Uh, oh wow, that's so tiny to read. That yeah, too. well, they what they the way they do the panels, all the, all the like vertical panels fit the screen, yeah. and then you can turn it sideways if it's a horizontal panel and it fits the screen, um, and you can zoom in like you could pinch and stuff like that. It, it's it's an interesting experience. I've been I've been reading several different uh, books that way, but uh, the artwork nobody's mentioned the artwork. I I think uh, Caselli was good. He was in yeah he was in six eighty four or eighty three. Um, I liked his work, um, obviously, but uh, the armor kind of looks a little hokey to me, and uh, I wasn't a big fan of it. But but uh, the artwork was good, and and the story—I mean, we, we've already kind of gone over the absurdity of the story uh, enough. Can we do it again. We, we can. <laughs> uh, just got warmed up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll ramp it up for a six eighty four because it gets even more strange and absurd. But. Uh, yeah, I I just the G eight thing was like my my thing is about the G eight thing was where's Reed Richards, where's I'll Tony Stark, where's I'll these like it. great scientific minds of of, of Starks in space? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're fighting the Phoenix Force because you know. <laughs> no, no, he was in space messing with the yeah, Ox. Nice. Next page, they showed him. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. But still, I mean, he could have sent War Machine to do it and had you know program Jarvis because Jarvis now is officially in Marvel continuity, right? The uh, Computer, Jarvis the computer. I th- mm. think he's in. I'm not. I, 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 I know I, he's. I would imagine. Uh, yeah. I, yes. I know he's in Pot's armor, but I, don't, I didn't know if he was in Tony's armor or not. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean it was. I mean, I, I'll keep it as C plus. C plus. Okay. All right. I guess I'm going to give the highest grade an A minus. I gave an A minus last Shocking. month. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm give. I'm digging the issue. I like a good Sinister Six fight, and and my pro. Um, I, I like – I think the Captain America thing was the best thing of the whole damn thing where Cap and Sandman are going at it. And he was like, you were once an Avenger too, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I got you on the a deep freeze, old man. By the way, I don't think Thor is going out with just a horn to the butt. I mean <laughs> – Thor or a, a horn to the chest. Thor can take a little bit more than that. Yeah, but that, that horn was actually the tooth of an Asgardian giant serpent. They, yeah. they set that up. Thor just escaped Hela. Or wherever dead as as guardians go to die in his own book, but in, in Spider Man he's taken out with a horn. It's the tooth uh, that uh, Brett. It's, it's the tooth fairy. I well, guess it's the I tooth don't of know. the serpent that's the, in mythology kills Thor. Really? Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Uh, why is that? that? Yeah. Why is that tooth in a glass box in a museum with no security? <laughs> like if it can kill Thor. Because it's convenient for the plot. <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't every villain busting in that thing every Tuesday? Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I uh, liked the Spider-Man thinks he's ahead, but Doc Ock gets him in the end. I, I just think that's he's the ultimate master planner. Uh, I, I agree with what Chris said. Al Gore did not look like Al Gore. He looked like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been better. <laughs> and is that woman beside Barack Obama supposed to be Hillary Clinton? Supposed to is be. that who? Doesn't look like her. Yeah. Who's, who's the person besides Hillary? Beside Hillary. Is that Joe Biden? 
Nobody, that, no, none of the politicians look like look like they're supposed to. I, I agree with Chris. Well, he got. Uh, no, Joe Biden looks like the vulture. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, Professor Hawking for, is good. Obama looks good. I guess that's Hillary. And then Al Gore was. That was, just that was another thing that I, I don't mean to derail, but like it was like you know like the world is in danger. What do you think, Stephen Hawking? I don't know. What do you think, Al Gore? I don't. It, to, to me, that felt like that felt like. I'm not well, sure if it would work, work that way. Environmentalist, and, the, and we're talking about global warming, so I can see the connection there. Yeah, uh, the con is what people also talked about, which is the Jonah thing. That just took me a little bit out of the story, but I got right back into it. That's where it gets the minus. Uh, moving on to 684, uh, Mr. Ramos is back, and the Silver Sable is back, teaming up with another hotness called the Black Widow. Uh, going after the Sandman, and where where are they at? These uh, Sahara Desert. Sahara Desert, where all the sand is. And Spidey uh, has found a way to um, do stuff. Find. I I did what? Spider Man found a way to do stuff. He he did. He found another invention. Yeah, he beat Sandman out. Yeah, he took a, the ultimate way to find a, to beat the Sandman. He, he downloaded an app. And he also found the 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 essence or the heart or the soul of the Sandman is in a grain of sand somewhere deep inside. Of it, which I thought was kind of. Uh, who wants to go first? Any volunteers? I'll go first. Don, <laughs> hit it, Don. Oh, I, I really like this issue. And when I say I liked it, I mean I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give. Man, you F. must be hell on a date. You know, your oh, does your no God. mean yes or yes mean no or? <laughs> oh man! Green light, Don House, Don's house. <laughs> I'm not going to give this issue an F, but I don't, I don't have a lot of like, pros. Um, there was just okay. Here's here's the thing, and Jr. said this like when we talk about how this is a stupid story. This is a stupid story, and I'm not saying like this is like the worst thing ever. I, I, I say that every freaking podcast. This isn't the worst thing ever, but. To me, it's like it's spinning its wheels. It's not a, it's not going as far as the concept of these of these characters in the storyline can go. I feel that Slot is only going so far with the idea and not going as far as he can with it. You know, when when the characters are saying this is the worst thing ever, or the best thing ever, or the smartest thing ever, or whatever, they're saying it, but they're not they're not showing it. You know, I feel that Slot is being very very he uncreative and uninspired with what he what he is saying to people is a very creative and inspired story like for instance front or not the front page like like the fourth page mysterio says hey we should probably kill these guys because you know we, we can right now and dr octopus is like no i have plans for them that means i'm i'm, I'm adhering to a cliche and you know you should follow because the, the plot says so that is stupid storytelling that is that is so like i understand point you know lampshading on the clo- on the on the trope but it makes no sense because Doctor Octopus said he had he had he had ways to dis, to, to take out the Avengers when he took them out. He never said he never said he's gonna let them live, and it's and it's just a cliche in the first place. And this is another thing with Doctor Octopus. Like I enjoy a super villain that's mad, you know, like like mwahaha, I rule the world, Doctor Octopus. And I feel as though I might come hypocritical here, but to me, this is sort of like with with the whole dying thing. He has no personality. He's sort of like, you know, I have plans for them. And, like, I, I kind of lied in my review when I said he was mwahahaing. He wasn't really. But he's like, you know, and now, Spider-Man, what, what do you have to say? He's not, he's not relishing it. He's, he's not like, you know, and now, Spider-Man, what do you have to say before you die? And, like, I feel slots kind of go for one thing and saying another that, that kind of bothers me. The whole, you know, I have plans, but I have plans, but I have plans, but I have plans thing. I agree with Josh. It's overcompensating. And it's just like, 
and, and the, end, the ending pissed me off. The ending pissed me off because it's like, you know, like, oh, by the way, everybody, Spider-Man is a terrorist now. Never mind the fact that he saved everybody during Spider-Island and you dedicated the whole uh, Chrysler building to him. He's a terrorist now. Why? Because I said so. And then, like, the next issue is like, well, Spider-Man is number one in the world. And then Horizon Labs has this, like, you know, this gigantic Titanic tank that they bought last Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Out of their ass. (laughs) Like, and, and, you know, I'm not not saying this has to be fucking Watchmen, but, like, when when I say, you know, this is kind of a dumb story and people say, why can't you do do a dumb story? You're too smart for that? You're goddamn right I'm too smart for that. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I'm not asking for the greatest thing ever, but what we're giving here... I don't think it's that very good. I give it a D. Okay. For Tony. Not really much to say about this. It's ridiculous that Horizon Labs has, like, a giant, like, boat in the middle of the ocean for purposes of science. (laughs) Yeah, when when they said science in the book, I heard Don's voice in my brain. Well, it's the thing in comics. You're either, like, you know, Peter Parker, you know, rich. And when I say Peter Parker rich, I mean, like, the way he was, you know, before big time, where, like, you don't have more than two pennies together. Or you're, like, super rich. Like, there's there's no one that just is, like, comfortable with money. You're either poor or, like, super rich. There is no middle class. Like... Um, and I, we brought this up with the Osborns before. Something that's interesting that um, one of the reasons why uh, I miss Dan Slott's form spring, and that's all we're going to say about it, is uh, he said something about this issue that uh, remember at the end of uh, the free comic book day issue last year, where you saw all those previews of future issues, like they had a preview for Spider Island and like uh, Mister Negative stabbing anti venom and stuff. There's a scene where in there where it's Black Cat. Um, the Flash, Thompson, Venom, and Spider-Man, like, in battle, that was supposed to be this issue. Like, um, instead of um, Silver Sable and Black Widow, it was supposed to be Flash and Felicia. That would have been really interesting, but um, uh, Slot said that he scrapped the plans because uh, at, at this point, like, Venom is in a much different place, and the story wouldn't have worked for that. Which, um, it, it feels weird, like, with the Black Widow and Silver Sable, like, kind of... I, I don't know, like, they, 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 they didn't feel right to me, their animosity towards each other and stuff like that, but uh, the Sahara Desert battle was fun, and that's an interesting thing to do with Sandman. I mean, he, he's fought the Sandman at beaches and stuff before. I don't recall a time that they fought in the desert, so that is, you know, uh, an interesting first. Otherwise, I don't really have much to say about the issue. You know, it's, it's ends of the earth. I mean, I pretty much, we pretty much all said what we thought about it by, you know, Parts three, so right. I'll give it a B minus as well. Chris, pro con grade, sir. Um, uh, I I like seeing Spider Man have his own uh, personal backup team of scientists working for him and helping him to invent. We'll, we'll call them plot devices. Um, <laughs> and um, oh my gosh! And, and, oh, but, but I don't know of a story where Spider-Man has had that type of resource. Uh, so this did seem to me like it wasn't repeating older Spider-Man stories. Uh, what, you know, one of my complaints about the current era of Spider-Man has been that he's written like he's an amateur and not very competent. And I, I know that uh, Bertoni said that he's too competent here, but you know, I think he should, uh, he should uh, be pretty, uh, pretty um, capable and he's here he's using science he's in a leadership position and he's uh, showing physical skill when he shoots a 
single grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. So he's being written as highly capable, and I think that's where he should be. Um, my my con is that although the dialogue informed us that this was the biggest, most unstoppable Sandman ever, I don't think the art delivered on that well enough. Like Sandman looks big, but he's not bigger than other times where we've seen him fight on a beach or a quarry, as uh, which are the examples they give in the comic book. Um, you know, the, the dialogue says he's controlling half the continent of Africa. So I want to see, you know, him so big that the heroes look like specks and see him shaping the entire landscape instead of just sort of making waves in the sand. Um, you know, to pull this concept off right, it should look like Spider-Man is battling an entire continent around him and not just, you know, Sandman from the end of Spider-Man 3, which is what it looked like to me. Um, <laughs> nice. So, you know, there there's a disconnect between the sense of scale that the script calls for and what I actually see on the page. Um, I, I'll give this one another another B-. minus. Okay. Uh, Zach. Oh, you know, what'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> you're a hoe, Brad. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, this issue, the artwork was um, better with Ramos, I think. Than, than I mean, he's gotten he's gotten better since Spider Island. I think Spider Island, he was just trying so hard to rush through that whole thing and get all six parts done that uh, it didn't really mesh well. But I think this was pretty good artwork. Uh, he draws the spider armor. I like the way he does does the spider armor in this issue. I agree. Um, I liked I, I liked the fact that he did a I mean an absolute carbon copy from the last page of the last issue of with Caselli to this first page with the big splash page. It's all everybody's you know it's not like a different perspective. It's just like it's like we never we transitioned from from point A to point B and we, you never left. Um, yeah, the Black Widow to me it seems like they stuck her in because of the movie uh silver sable like what is with her having the hots for spider-man i mean i i <laughs> i'm i'm trying to figure this out i there was always like a uneasy alliance between the two um at least in in my in my interpretation of silver sable and, and spider-man um the the whole sandman thing you're right he he wasn't that's the one probably fault of Ramos's art. I, I agree with Chris is that it, it really wasn't physically imposing as it probably could have. Uh, you know, to allude to another point that I think was Donovan, there's a lot of potential in this story, and I think it's just not being well executed. Uh, I mean, that's a cool story, having Sandman in the Sahara Desert. Ha <laughs> ha! You can't stop me now. You know, it's just he's trying to do a big epic, and I don't think that that fits Dan Slott. He's not an epic storyteller. Um, so that my my story my doesn't pro, matter. Yeah, like like yeah, exactly. It's just it, and I, you know, unlike everybody's like really ranted and raved about like Jonathan Hickman and his. Uh, uh, Fantastic Four run because it's a big sprawling epic. To me, this just doesn't seem that way. Slot is never in, in the six parters that I've read of Slots. They don't do well. <laughs> Spider Island was not that good of a, of a six part story. You could have pretty much deleted three parts and it would have been fine. Um, I, I just yeah i I want to like this story, but but then again, it's just it's just. It's like a Michael Bay film, and and 
it was actually even referenced inside this issue. It's like a Michael Bay film, and that's not a good thing. I know he made a lot of money, but they're not good movies all the way. Always, Transformers Two was made of fail. What's your grade, sir? Uh, I'm going to give this a. Uh, I'm going to give this D plus. <laughs> okay. Jr. Round it up, sir. I gave this thing a D, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to try to step back a little bit here, <laughs> but not take too long. Obviously, you know, here's the, the there. I mean, there are certain. Stu- I mean, superhero stories are absurd. Superhero plots are utterly absurd. But we accept a lot of those as long as they stay true to their peculiar logic. Mm-hmm. Like, for example. You know, like this whole thing about Spider-Man finding the one grain of sand that that carries, you know, the Sandman's brainwaves, and he can isolate that one grain of sand. I mean, if I started ranting about that, all you would have to do is say, well, Jr., you accept the fact that a guy could turn into a big thing of sand, and you accept the fact that, mm-hmm. and you accept the fact that Spider-Man is looked in his pants and can tell he doesn't have baby-making parts because, you know, <laughs> but, well, that's what Spider-Man told him. You don't, Kimi is not yeah. your kid because you don't have any baby-making parts. So Spidey obviously peaked. Um, but, <laughs> but, 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 but we accept the Sandman. So it's disingenuous to say, oh, this isolating the one grain of sand that contains his brainwaves is stupid. That would be disingenuous. But when people don't behave like people, you know, and, and Chris, like I said, rather humorously illustrated it when, you know, basically they unmask this known international criminal and spy and they're mad at the Avengers, you know, and and, and this whole thing with the, the Doc Ock and the world, the, the assembly. OK, first, I mean, we went in and I did to say that, you know, last time when someone said, well, how can people trust Doc Ock if he's a criminal? And and my response was, well, you know, they'll believe anybody who says what they want to hear regardless, which which is somewhat true. But OK, Doc Ock said, look, OK, either you let me save the world or I'm going to kill you all. And. He, you know, so he and he shows that he can cook half the world and he says, OK, now let me save you all, you know, and everybody's just saying, yes, no one's sitting. Jesus, this guy turns on a dime real quick. Can we really trust him? You know, and yep. and and, you know, nobody except the Smim 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 Karian ambassador, you know, says that something's <laughs> not right. And and when when the, 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 the assembly puts it up for a vote, all the nations agree. I mean, no, that, that never happened. Exactly. I mean, first of all, yeah. somebody would say, "Hey, wait a minute! This guy just just showed us how he can cook us. Now he says he's going to save <laughs> us, and we're going to believe him." Okay. And also, and you know, Doc Ock's an American. Okay. So the Russians and Chinese are automatically going to, you know, assume that whatever Doc Ock does is an extension of America, and they're going to be opposed to it. And you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the technology that Doc is showing. None of these nations are going to are, are going, they're not going to want to get near it because they're going to be afraid that the other nations will get control of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if first if the United States proposed a resolution in the U.N. that said we think the grass, we say the grass is green, Russia and China will vote no just to vote against us. But yet, no. like the very first vote that says we agree is China's, you know, if you notice in the story. And then, and then Syria says yes. I mean, Syria. Yeah, yeah. Syria says yes. Like anybody gives a rat's ass what Syria says. What, you know, did, when did, the, you know, it, it's like it, it, it goes back to, you know, when I made such a big deal about Zeb Wells' story when Harry tells Vin Gonzalez, "Oh, I, I go w- weeks without thinking about my son." Okay, you it know, do, 
yeah, do do we care, for example, that the goblin formula seems to have so many contradictory, you know, oh, well, it seemed like it killed Harry. Oh, no, it just preserved him. Oh, no, but he doesn't seem to have any powers now. You know, do we really care? Well, if we accept the concept of the Green Goblin, well, of course we don't. But when Harry says something like, I don't think about my own son for weeks, that takes me so completely out of it. And maybe it's me. Maybe I just overthink these things. That takes me out of a story. And when, when I see the General Assembly behaving like this, that takes me out of a story. And so, you know, uh, and it gets much worse next issue. <laughs> Man, we're going we're gonna to have fun next month. But, I haven't read it yet. You know, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I, I give this thing a D. It's, it's just awful. Um, my grade. I'm giving it a B. (laughs) (laughs) You're just trying to get on Slot's good side, Brad. No, I'm not. I'm I'm enjoying it. I I don't know what's happened to me, but I'm enjoying it. They're going to announce it here. (laughs) Yeah, Slot and I are teaming up. Um, what did I like? I liked the the little soul of the sandman in a grain of sand i like that i don't I, that's never been addressed when fighting the sandman i thought that was cool what i hated was the iphone app that i don't know what the hell it does because it wasn't explained enough but if you say something it happens to the sandman is that what the the phone app does <laughs> it's theory for uh, for uh, for sandman I guess you you say Kimia and a picture of Kimia is drawn on the Sandman. You you say uh, gl- uh, sphere pyramid and hoop and it appears on the Sandman. That that took me out of it more than the damn UN voting on everything, agreeing everything. Um, I, a real quick pro that we didn't mention. I like Doc Ock's uh, what he wants. He he wants an Octavius Academy. He wants. Uh, two billion for his friends, etc. And so I thought that was cool. A B out of me. Sorry, sorry, gang, that we disagree, but that's why it makes a rounded panel. I think it's cool. And that's why I'm the guy who pays for this podcast. So screw you. <laughs> First of all, I don't sound like that, Jr. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider example of their great prices is on Ultimate Spider-Man number 12. In this one, Miles must choose between battling his uncle, the Prowler, who is a crime lord, or join him and keep his family safe. The cover price is $3.99. Mail Order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Also, add them on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics in the search bar. Thanks for listening, gang. For the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.